Hello, and welcome to Workforce Insights with Employ Milwaukee podcast. I'm Shaitania Brown, President and CEO of Employ Milwaukee, the local workforce development board serving Milwaukee County. Positive signs continue to emerge in this post-pandemic environment with the return of community and social events such as festivals, indoor and outdoor concerts, sporting events, and the like. Another great sign of a strengthening economy is the overall low unemployment rate. Nationally, the current unemployment rate is just about 3.5%, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Here in Wisconsin, the current unemployment rate is hovering around about 3%, which is a near record low. So jobs are definitely available and many people are taking advantage of the various career opportunities. But at the same time, we also see help wanted and now hiring signs seemingly everywhere. So we appear to have two things being true at the same time low unemployment rates, and major demand for talent. One sector that may embody this duality of hiring lots of people while at the same time also having a large number of positions that yet need to be filled is the healthcare sector. As one of the largest sectors in the workforce ecosystem, healthcare embodies a wide range of employment variety, ranging from quality control to value-based care to environmental services, cybersecurity, and much, much more. To explore this sector further, I'm excited to be joined by Advocate Aurora Healthcare's team member and Workforce Development Director, Michelle Smith. Michelle brings a wealth of workforce development and educational leadership experience to the table, having previously served in in various leadership capacities, including the Dean of Workforce Development and Continuing Education at Kiswaski College, Director of Learning Services at Colorado Technical University, and Director of Education, Adult Education and Workforce Development at Joliet Junior College. So welcome, Michelle. I am so glad that you had time to join us today. Thank you for having me. No problem. So Michelle, um, you have an extensive background in workforce development. Can you share with our listeners a bit more about your journey, especially the journey that led you to Advocate Aurora Healthcare? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, I have a, a background in higher education. Uh, predominantly, um, I spent uh, a lot of that time in workforce development uh, areas, focusing on helping individuals in the communities um, that those post-secondary institutions serve, obtaining post-secondary credentials uh, to move into a career field as opposed to just having a job per se. And so from that experience, uh, worked in a variety of different areas, And predominantly in that Workforce Innovation um, and Opportunity Act, which is legislation um, that our federal government developed with the intent of helping individuals across the nation uh, with uh, improving their skills, uh, typically through some type of training. uh, And oftentimes that happens at post-secondary institutions. Uh, And that's where I developed my passion for workforce development, quite frankly, being able to see Uh, that I have been blessed with a role that truly does impact the lives of individuals uh, that I have um, the pleasure of serving in that workforce development space. And so seeing that you uh, enable somebody to improve their quality of life um, and the quality of life uh, potentially for generations to come, because we know that uh, parents that go to uh, college are more likely to have children that go to college. Um, And that has a trickle effect in terms of economic mobility in families and their ability to build wealth across generations. And so what led me to my current role at Advocate Aurora Health is just that passion. 
And so being on the education side, you work very diligently to understand employer needs, uh, to be flexible to those needs, and to provide that bridge for uh, individuals within the community from that training and education into a place of employment. And so uh, seeing the opportunity at Advocate Aurora Health to be an employer that's on the forefront of providing that pipeline uh, was really something that inspired me um, and allow, would allow me a different perspective uh, in that workforce development space. So not so much as an educator um, and being in academia, but being an employer and being able to understand our talent gaps and needs from within the organization and then working with outside entities uh, to essentially help them understand what we're looking for um, and being at the forefront of aligning individuals both internally, so incumbent workers, but also external community members with opportunities within the healthcare industry. And so I could tell um, from the conversations I had early on in the interview process that Advocate Aurora Health is truly committed to the communities that they serve um, and committed to their team members. And so that uh, kind of made it a no-brainer uh, to transition from education into healthcare um, and be able to utilize my skill set uh, in a different way, but still being able to impact the lives of the individuals that we uh, are able to serve in workforce development. That's awesome. And Michelle, you've just become my best friend because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, um, I was talking to a journalist today and, and we were talking about workforce development and um, people oftentimes associated with just the job and it's not just the job. Uh, workforce development is that bridging a person, helping them to, to get on pathways to go beyond just having a job. And that's the difference between uh, working with people to get them a job and in this space of workforce development where you're building people to become their best selves, to become that great employee. And like you say, building opportunities to where individual is in a better position to take care of themselves, their families, and contribute to the community. So, um, and, and that's, you know, explaining that to people, oftentimes they, they sometimes don't get it uh, when you talk workforce development because they only see the J-O-B and not really seeing the full development. And, and the thing that I can truly say is Advocate Aurora has really um, been committed to uh, the community with a lot of the, the programming that we have done with Advocate Aurora and programs that we've built collectively in this workforce development space. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm not the only one speaking that type of language <laughs> to our listeners, having someone else do it. Plus you're in a unique position from the employer perspective, because many employers talk about how can we build my current uh, talent pool as well as bring in a new talent pool. Not many are as large as uh, Advocate Aurora. And so it, it does, um, it is an undertaking to take on but from top down, leadership being committed to incumbent worker, meaning building their internal workforce, but also building the community by bringing in a new workforce. So that is truly awesome. And my second question kind of builds on that as one of the 10 largest um, integrated health systems in the United States and a leading employer in the Midwest with over 75,000 um, employees um, with um, 
advocate, you know, healthcare is a, a major player in this space. How are your workforce development strategies impacted, if at all, by having multiple cities or multiple states such as Illinois, Wisconsin, um, and potentially um, a merger in, in North Carolina? Absolutely. That's a great question. So I think it, it positions us uniquely to be able to respond to multiple communities and understanding that workforce development uh, in many cases does have a, um, a regional look and feel to it. So what's needed in you know, the Midwest isn't necessarily the same thing that you need on the East Coast. While everybody wants a job and everybody wants a good job, um, achieving that and the skill set and how you go about obtaining that skill set might look a little different um, depending upon um, your geographical location. And so I think, um, you know, from an Illinois and a Wisconsin perspective, you know, the Chicago metro area um, is an urban, you know, has an urban look and feel to it similar to Milwaukee. Um, but the individuals that live in those communities may have um, unique barriers to being able to find uh, gainful employment. And so Advocate Aurora Health um, you know, having this workforce development team, you know, we're spread across both states. Uh, we have expertise um, that understands that Milwaukee market as well as the Chicagoland market. Um, and so I think it just, it helps us see the, the totality of the impact that we can have and being able to think um, differently and innovatively about how we approach our workforce development initiatives because we do cross over two states in the Midwest. So we mm -hmm. have a different perspective to your point than a smaller employer that may only be in one state or that may not have as many employees as we have. And then our pending merger with Atrium Health in North Carolina, I think again, just gives us um, a larger footprint mm -hmm. um, to be able to expand the work that we're doing. And in one area in particular, I can say as part of our workforce development initiatives, we have a historically Black colleges um, and universities initiatives. So in HBCU, many of H many HBCUs are centered in the South, mm -hmm. and so having that um, local um, uh, entity in North Carolina to give those students exposure to healthcare um, in a real time setting um, and being able to participate in events that they're having um, within that geographical location, I think will just help us to further expand our work in that area. Um, so we do provide opportunities for internships um, to students that are um, currently enrolled at HBCUs, but the majority of them are happening remotely because we're in a, dif a different time and space as right. it relates to being, you know, uh, post-pandemic, but merging with Atrium, that area in particular, I think we can have a different look and feel to that particular arm of our workforce development strategy and providing new um, and unique opportunities to engage students um, at those post-secondary institutions in particular, given that we will have a footprint, um, you know, in the South moving forward. And that's awesome. And that's I, I, that's the thing I like about Advocate Aurora is that proactive being pro like saying what you mean and meaning what you say by putting action to to words. Uh, so many people um, during the time of the pandemic talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and um, you know all the buzzwords you can think of. They were named, and then when you really look at okay, what's the impact of your diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts? Many are still struggling to figure out what that was. 
And so to really see it put to action, um, that's the thing I love about Advocate Aurora, uh, speaking, saying what you mean and meaning what you say by putting it to action. So just thinking about um, the pandemic and how everything for everybody shifted, but in particular, a lot was made of the Herculean efforts healthcare workers put forth as essential workers during the height of the pandemic. How was Advocate Aurora uh, Health work? How has Advocate Aurora Health worked through those unusual circumstances as an organization? Because a lot of shifting and pivoting was going on. Then we hit a place of normalcy, and then we keep having like this up, down, up, down, ebb and flow. Um, you know, as we talk about new strands of COVID, and now you're talking monkeypox, and you know, things go up, they go down. How has that changed the organization or impacted the organization? Absolutely. So I think every healthcare, you know, entity um, in this country and honestly, probably across around the world um, has had to shift the way that they looked at providing healthcare um, and also meeting the needs of their employees. And so it has been an extremely challenging time for healthcare workers. Um, as it relates to the pandemic, I think, you know, it was certainly an unprecedented time in our nation, um, something that we never, ever thought we would experience in a lifetime. I certainly didn't. Um, and most people that I know, uh, you know, were not alive during the last time this country uh, had a, a, a pandemic um, similar to COVID. And so Advocate Aurora, I think, has done a couple of things to, you know, address that number one, being far more conscious of healthcare equity. And so recognizing that um, during a pandemic, uh, when people are going, when people need to have access to healthcare and being that we are across two states. So in Wisconsin, there are individuals that live in rural areas that don't live a stone, you know, that live far away from um, potentially a hospital, find themselves, you know, their COVID symptoms getting worse and worse and worse and thinking about, as a system, how do we meet the needs um, of, of the community that we serve from a health equity perspective? And then you look at, you know, in Illinois, in the Chicago metro area, uh, again, even in urban areas, individuals don't have access to transportation or know where their local health care uh, yeah. facility is or know what steps to take, depending upon your symptoms, what is the best point and access of care to meet, um, you know, your health care needs. And so there has been a lot of work done at the organization, um, you know, to ensure that we are meeting, uh, you know, that we are, I should say not meeting, but that we are putting processes in place, teams in place. And as an organization, from a healthcare worker and operations and leadership, rethinking how we approach healthcare and ensuring that, it, that we are providing equitable access. Um, to all of the communities that fall within our geographical footprint. And I think COVID shed light on that. Mm -hmm. um, we knew it existed. So we know in certain communities, individuals have, you know, higher rates of diabetes and high blood pressure or cardiovascular disease. But really thinking about when you have a pandemic, there's a different sense of immediacy with being able to provide uh, health care and ensuring that individuals have equitable access. And so that's one area. Mm -hmm. And then the second area, I would say, are our team members. So as you mentioned, healthcare workers um, were really asked to go above and beyond um, for, two, oh, you know, two and a half years. And who knows? I mean, you know, 
knock on wood, hopefully this fall um, and winter will not be as bad as we've seen in previous years, but it's possible. Right. And so being able to really be supportive of our team members um, in that in that time when we were asking, you know, um, an enormity of them, you know, team members that weren't going home to their loved ones and they were staying at hotels because they were taking care of COVID patients every day, um, having, you know, uh, patient loads that were higher than what we would find ideal, um, and physicians taking on additional hours to be able to meet the need of the COVID patients that we had. And so really, uh, I would say this organization does a good job of prioritizing team members' health and well-being. Uh, we certainly talk about, um, you know, our mental, you know, spiritual and, and health often um, and making sure that team members know that they have access to different resources um, in those areas, specifically those that were working on the front lines, um, and then providing benefits to team members to show our appreciation for the work they, they have done. So, mm-hmm. you know, nurses <clears throat> were given opportunities um, to increase their pay during the pandemic. Uh, we recently, um, uh, uh, the, the leadership recently approved, um, and we've launched a loan support program to help team members, specifically uh, nursing, or nurses, I should say, which is our largest population of team members, to help pay down um, their student debt. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's a direct response, you know, as we come off of the heels of a pandemic and recognizing that. Uh, individuals in the healthcare organizations have worked extremely hard. Um, and in order to get that credential, uh, they had to make sacrifices and many of whom had to take on debt in order um, to obtain that, that credential. And so we are investing in our team members to help them um, improve, like I said, their quality of life. Um, you know, paying down student debt can be a, a barrier and a, and a burden and for mm-hmm. some a lifelong burden. Um, and that investment in our team members is just continuing to drive home um, our appreciation for them um, and making sure that people on the front lines know that without them, this organization uh, wouldn't be one of the 10th largest um, in the nation because they are the ones that are making sure that individuals come to Advocate Aurora for their health care because they could in many cases go anywhere or, or many other places. This concludes part one of the conversation. Tune in as the conversation continues in part two. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Workforce Insights with Employ Milwaukee, where helping people live their best life is our business. Be sure to like, share, or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about Employ Milwaukee, check out our website at www.employmilwaukee.org. That's www.employmilwaukee.org. Until next time, be safe, be brilliant, and give it your all.